0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Pink Room Podcast. We are your co-hosts. I am Jessica Rojo. And I'm Laura Valtiera. Hey, girl. How you doing today? Hey, girl. Doing good. Getting ready for Christmas. Oh, I know. It's so much work. I just, um, before I came here, I went to Target, and it was like a madhouse there.
1: I can't imagine.
0: Yeah. Today's December 10th, and I'm just now starting my Christmas shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Where did it go? Where did the time go? I have no idea. (laughs) It just goes. And this week has been so crazy because on top of, you know, working full time and my Mm -hmm. normal mom duties, um, my oldest son had a basketball tournament and he had a, a game Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, and four yesterday on Saturday. So pretty much like my dishes piled up, my laundry piled up, like nothing got done. I haven't checked my mail all week. I didn't exercise like all of my normal day-to-day responsibilities were just pushed under the, so I, under the rug so I can go and just like watch him ball. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's which a is a lot. Which is totally worth it. It's yeah. so fun. Like oh. I'd much rather be watching him play basketball than at home folding laundry, but still like everything piled up. So I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little overwhelmed. But last night, which was Saturday night, I spent like a solid three hours putting away laundry. That was my Saturday night turn up. <laughs> putting away laundry is like a full-time job oh yeah we have this many kids oh after three it's like game over that's 80 percent of my life currently (laughs) is spent either doing laundry or dishes
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah right no one warns you about that when you're growing up
1: no 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 one warns you about that
0: (laughs) how's so how's how's your holiday season going it's
1: going. I feel like I'm lacking a little bit of the Christmas spirit, and I'm not really sure why. Uh-huh. Um, everything just seems to kind of be going so fast, and I guess I just feel like I don't want to miss it. But I think it's that pressure of, oh, don't miss it. Yeah. So you feel like you got to do all the things. Yeah. Um, I'm not done Christmas shopping, and I think I'm such a planner. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm not done yet is probably what's stressing me out too.
0: You're worried about not being done yet. (laughs) I just started. (laughs) Well, there's so much pressure that comes with the holidays as a mom, right? Because it's like, you have to make everything magical and like everything's on you. You have Mm -hmm. to buy the presents. You have to make the cookies. You have to like... Just make sure the house is decorated and yeah. everyone's happy and has their matching Christmas jammies. <laughs> and I know you, you just bought like a big ass tree last night. Like who buys a 12 foot tall tree? First we, of all, we went down and we we cut that. We cut it down. Dang. Like we
1: and then we actually had to cut a couple of feet off because it wasn't going to fit.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was wild. That might have been a good thing. 'Cause it was big.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was big and it took me a long time to put lights around that damn thing. Oh,
0: I bet. And yeah. how is it decorating with like toddler two year olds? They are twin old- toddler <laughs> two year olds. Uh, about
1: two out of five ornaments actually make it on the tree. Uh-huh. That's if any of them didn't break. That's actually impressive. You cannot give them ornaments that will break. No. And most of the time they just take an ornament and they run off with it and you'll find <laughs> it around the house six months from now. And you're like, oh, that's where it went.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Um, my biggest challenge is we, we have like five presents under the tree currently. And I have a one-year-old dog who's like technically still a puppy. <laughs> this motherfucker will not stop getting the presents and like chewing them and so i have to keep rewrapping the presents oh i can't i don't i won't have wrapped presents under my
1: tree until maybe the day before oh really yeah i i actually just tried that i had a the presents weren't even under the tree yet they were in a box uh because there our grandmother sent some uh-huh. uh for the for the kids and it would they were wrapped but they were in a box eden got into the box found a wrapped <laughs> gift and started opening it and i was like what are you doing <laughs> I I don't I'm not even sure how she knew to to open it Uh she somehow picked the one that was for her uh, which is probably just a coincidence
0: she knows what she's doing she's very smart she (laughs) knows what she's doing she's (laughs) like oh
1: it has my name on it
0: better open this up now (laughs) yep (laughs) well that's awesome well hopefully you get more into the Christmas spirit yeah for sure yeah so this episode why don't we dive right in Mm -hmm. last episode we talked a bit about um, the current dating culture Mm -hmm. and ghosting a lot was said about ghosting and I think that during that episode we talked a lot about like knowing when to let things go knowing when to move on and all that kind of stuff so for this episode it felt very natural to go into, okay, once you let go, like, what do you do after that? Like, what does letting go look like? What is getting over that like heartache and heartbreak look like? And I thought this episode, we should really like dive into that and talk about maybe experiences with our own heartbreak, um, what that looked like for us. And, you know, like a big part of this, like in the Pinkburn podcast is, is sharing what we've learned so far, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of our listeners are between the ages, I would say like 22 and I don't know, 35. And some of which are in that season of their life where they're looking for their person. And as we talked last week, it's really hard to find commitment these days, right? Um, So I wanted to talk about like our own experience with heartbreak and what we did and what we've learned so far and kind of pay it forward. And I also think it's really important to talk about like what kind of heartbreak, right? Because I would like to keep it as like heartbreak when you have a label, your Mm -hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend, and you've been together like three months to, I don't know, five years. But this is not talking about breakup after marriage because divorce to me is like a whole different level of heartbreak. And it's a whole different story. Agreed. So so we won't even touch on that today. Yeah. We'll just talk about like... A romantic heartbreak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you were dating someone Mm -hmm. and we're in a full-on relationship, but it did not lead to marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you good with that? I'm good with that. All right. Cool. Okay. So um, do you have an experience of heartbreak that you would like to chat about? (laughs) I do. Yeah. And it's interesting with
1: mine. So my heartbreak... My first big heartbreak, I was probably about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point the details are irrelevant mm-hmm. because you know whatever your story is there's always going to be your own details. But I remember what I remember the most is the feeling.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And and so what it felt like for me the best way I can describe it is it was like I was underwater. -hmm. And I didn't know which way was up. And I just needed to come up for air, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I couldn't. So there was this heaviness, there was this pressure, and it just felt heavy on my heart and kind of weighing me down. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, and again, I was so young. So I didn't have the emotional maturity that I have now. I didn't have the tools for emotional coping Mm -hmm. that I do now. And in that moment, Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days after following that, it's your, it's your whole world. Right. And it's really hard to get perspective on that. And it's like, everything is in your mind, everything is happening to you. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, just sucks you in and it's all consuming yeah. and it's tough yeah. and it is really hard. And I mean, even after 15 years,
0: I still remember mm-hmm. how I felt. Yeah. Did you, were you hoping in that relationship that he was the one for you? I yes. mean, I know you were young, but yeah. when you're that young, it does, you don't even realize how, how young you are, right? Like you yeah. just, you just feel love and you're so in love and you're like, this is it. <laughs>
1: well, well, also when you're 20 years old, like, I'm sorry, but you also kind of feel like you know it all. yeah. And so true. you, you meet somebody and you fall in love and you're like, this is it, this is, you know, this is the one. And, and I'm not saying if you're 20 years old and, and you find and you find someone you want to spend your life with. I'm not saying that that's that's wrong, mm-hmm. um, but yes, I, I definitely felt like that when when I was 20 years old. And so for that to be, you know, pulled out from under you in a sense, it's mm-hmm.
0: it's tough. Yeah. And may I ask, did you break up with him, or did he break up with you in this this situation? He broke up with me. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's tough. So. Yeah. Cause you really like when someone breaks up with you, you really have no choice, right? You're just like, wait a minute, like so I don't get a say in this. I thought we were we were fine. Yeah, and it's and
1: it's and then all of a sudden they're the ones you give them so much control right. because they made that choice, and so they kind of you kind of give them that power over you. Yeah. Not to say you should or that or that they do, but that's what it feels like when yeah. you're in it. So
0: right. yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's really tough. What about what about you? So I'm gonna I'm going to give the details. I'm gonna okay. s- I'm gonna spill the tea here. Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna you go for the it. Tea. So I'm s- the thing is with my this situation. I'm so far removed. Like it literally mm-hmm. took place over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is a story about my high school sweetheart. And so yeah, I'm gonna spill the tea. Um. So I met this boy. Right. I was a senior. He was a junior. I was 17 years old. It was my senior year. He was and- younger than you. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was a year younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my senior year, like I fell in love with this kid, girl. Like there was, I, there was no one else in the world who existed for me except for this boy. So how do you think, or why do you think, how do you know you're in love? You know, I had with this particular situation, I had, you know, crushes on boys. I like boys or whatever, Um, but I never really wanted to like commit. (laughs) I know it's kind of silly to hear myself talk about myself as a 17 year old and commitment. But I was always just like, you know, kind of like, oh, this boy's cute and that boy's cute or whatever. Mm -hmm. This boy, I was just like, I want this boy to be my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I was just 100 percent all in. And I don't know, it was just like a feeling I had never experienced prior to that. Um, And so this was my senior year, and I had just signed a, a scholarship for softball to go to Illinois the following year. And we were kind of like, let's date, let's have fun, let's enjoy this. And when it's time for me to move, and we'll just break up. But long story short, we were so in love at that point that when it came time for me to move to Illinois, we just couldn't break up. We were just just so invested in each other and like really, really looking back really loved each other. It was a very sweet relationship. And so we had a long distance relationship for three years after that. So I started dating him when I was 17. And then we broke up right before my 21st birthday. So while you were in Illinois. Yeah. My freshman year, I went to school in Illinois Mm -hmm. and we stayed together long distance, wrote letters, and I had just got a cell phone. (laughs) And we would talk like once a week on the cell phone and that's it. Did you guys visit each other? um, I think maybe we saw each other once every six months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, he didn't even have a cell phone. So I would just call his house, his landline. (laughs) And we would talk like once or twice a week. Um, And then my sophomore year, I transferred to Sacramento and we still continued dating. Yeah. And we were, it was just this long distance thing. And I was a hundred percent faithful to this kid. Mm -hmm. Like, 100%. And I was in college, you know, doing my thing, but I never, ever cheated on him. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because three years goes by. Three years after? So three years after we started dating. Okay, I'm in Sacramento. I think it's like my sophomore year in college. And one of my girlfriends who I went to high school with who still lived in the area, her name is Leah Galindo. Hi, Leah, if you're listening to this. She calls me one random day and she's like, girl, I just have to let you know, like, Kevin is down here cheating on you. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said his name. (laughs) Whoopsie. Um, So she's like, he's down here cheating on you. And she's like, I hear rumors about it. I've seen it for myself. I know for a fact, like, there's X, Y, and Z girl. And I was just shocked. I was absolutely shocked and devastated I was just like, and to the point where I didn't believe her, Mm -hmm. I was like, no, there's no way he would never do this to me because I mean, I had a little promise ring, (laughs) (laughs) I had a promise ring and we were like planning on that. I was going to get married to him after college. Like that was a plan. Yeah. And there was like no stopping me. You know, me, when I make up my mind, it's like Mm -hmm. that's happening. Right. So I was in such shock. And then I call him and he denies it for a solid week. But my intuition kicked in and I knew this kid. So I was like, he's lying. Once I started questioning him about all this information that I received and a week goes by and he finally admits like, yes, I cheated on you. He didn't like he didn't confirm how many times he just confirmed that he did. Oof, right. Yeah. Oh, man. But the thing is, I was so silly and young and ridiculous and also very stubborn because I had made in my mind, that's my person. Right. So I was like, no, I'm making this work. So even if you cheated on me, I was so sad and upset. But I was just like, OK, well, we're young. Like, I'm going to forgive you. Like, let's move on. But I was devastated. And um, our relationship lasted another year. And the reason is, just because I, I was never, ever, ever able to move on. And I just engaged in toxic behaviors. It became a point where I was like, I don't want you to go out. Mm. I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to do this. I don't trust you. And it was just all negative and bad. And it was bad for him. And it was bad for me. And so finally, one day, I was just like, yeah, I have to let this go. But I will say, I did not let it go. There was claw marks all over that relationship. Because like mm. I held on as long as yeah. I could. But it got to a point where I was just like, okay, I clearly can't forgive this kid and it's just not healthy and I have to let it go. But that doesn't mean it wasn't so incredibly painful. Absolutely. It was so sad and it was so painful and it was like the sweetest little love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it literally took me years to get over that. I believe it. Yeah. I had all, he he messed me up, man. I I still to this day have current, I have trust issues. (laughs) (laughs) So you initiated the breakup. in the end. Yes. I initiated the breakup in the end and um, I just couldn't get past it. And so it's funny. It's something I've learned about myself in life is like, I don't give up easy and Mm -hmm. I forgive a lot, but I try and I try and I try again, but there's like a certain point that like you get past and there's no going back for me. Right. There's just no going back. And like, I can forgive you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'll let that go. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean like you get to an opportunity to do that again to me. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, right? So, um, yeah, so funny. So, moved on. I turned mm-hmm. 21 and I, you know, I started dating and whatever and um never talked to the kid again, right? So, what's funny is last year in November uh 2022, my friend Leah, my same friend, who mm-hmm. called me inviting me to her wedding and she got married to his best friend. Oh. And so, I saw him after 20 years at this wedding. And you would think, like, he was such an bi- important person in my life for so many years. And, like, you would think you'd have, s- you'd feel something or, mm-hmm. like, you'd have some. Like, bring back
1: a lot yeah, of memories. Yeah,
0: like, something. You would, feel it, you would feel something. But I saw him. We made eye contact for two seconds. He was there with his beautiful wife, and they looked very happy. And it, it was so interesting because I felt nothing. Wow, you didn't even tell me about that. Well, that's how much it meant to me. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, and I mean, I cried for this kid for years, girl, for yeah. years, but it was so weird because, like, when I think, like, even talking about it now, when mm-hmm. I think about that experience, like, I picture us at that age, mm-hmm. and I see him at that age, and I can still have, like, some type of feeling and, like, love for that kid at that age, mm-hmm. but it's so strange to see him 20 years as a man, I'm just like, you it's you like
1: I don't I don't like not the same person no
0: it was like a lifetime ago and it's like I don't even know that person you know we didn't even say hello and you know me I say hi to everyone (laughs) (laughs) but like I felt no need to even like say hi and it was fine everything was fine and I'll probably never see him again but it's just so interesting how life works out Mm -hmm. like how I ended up at the same wedding. And it was the girl who like called and essentially like saved my life. Right. Because yeah. if she hadn't told me he was cheating on me, I was like, assuming we were great. Right. I thought I'd marry him. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Um, and man, looking back now, I'm just like, thank goodness that happened, which at the time you don't feel that way. You're no. just like, why is this happening? Like, and I think when you get out of a relationship that you take so seriously and you see yourself with someone and you you think they're your partner and then you break up, it's almost scary because you go from knowing what your life is going to look like or at least having an idea and then to having no certainty about what your future looks like. And again, I was like 20. I had my whole life ahead of me. But like you said before, when you're 20, you just feel like you you have it all figured out. <laughs> Now, looking back, I'm like, thank gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness that that happened. Right? right. And when you're in the moment, you're not really thankful for those type of disconnections. You're sad and it hurts. Mm-hmm. And you can't. Sometimes it's like I can't even breathe. I'm I'm hurting so badly. It's an ache, mm-hmm. a physical ache, and you can't really see past it. No. And I think that I stayed in that relationship for a year longer just because like, and it's almost like I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was breaking up with him and dealing with the loss of him that last year. And then finally when I broke up with him, I was already over it. Okay. That's what I think I was doing. Like I just wasn't ready to let go when I found out because Mm -hmm. like I was so invested. Yeah. Yeah. So then,
1: so you guys had a clean break. Neither one of you tried to contact each other
0: after the breakup? Oh, no, girl. He tried contacting me for years. (laughs) (laughs) No, he was really remorseful. And I think that, you know, looking back, I think he really did care about me and love me, but we were just kids. Mm -hmm. Like he was 16 when we started dating and he was a really cute boy and, uh, you know, athletic and popular and, um, Yeah. sounds like he didn't let our relationship stop him from having fun in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so he, I think, felt really badly. And I think that um, he wanted me back for many, many years. But that's the way it is, right? People like don't really know what they have until Until it's gone. gone. And they're like, shoot, I messed up. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, and I never could forgive him. You're the one that got away. (laughs) you know, he seemed really happy with his wife at the wedding and they looked really great together. And so like, I wish him well.
1: That's good. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, I mean, everything works out the way it's supposed to, and it certainly did for him. Yeah. Not sure for me, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) To be continued. Um, (laughs) Okay. So that's our heartbreak story. Okay. So we talked about what it was like when we had our heartbreak. Mm -hmm. had her heart broken um you were broken up with I chose to break up but it was based on his negative behavior towards me and breaking my boundaries that I had for our relationship so like how did we how do we get past it right so for anyone who's just experiencing a breakup how do we get past it what does that look like and people always say after a breakup you know like oh you need to focus on yourself or like spend time alone um but like what does focusing on yourself like really consist of like, how do you focus on yourself? Yeah, those are great questions. Yeah. So I thought what what we would do today is you come up with a list mm-hmm. of what to do after a breakup. And then I come up with my own list. Okay. And we compare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to go first? Yeah.
1: Um, first, I did want to share a story, though, one of my good friends. I've known her for a really long time. We've been friends uh, since high school. Her name is Allison. Okay. And and I feel it's important to share her story because, you know, my breakup happened when I was so young, when mm-hmm. I was 20 years old and you're in yours too, uh, hers though, she recently, the last couple of years went through a really bad breakup, like thought she was going to be with this individual forever. They had a life planned out, a house planned out, um, and it didn't end up working out and they, uh, and they broke up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and And so and she went through it and we would have several conversations about it. And I share her story because it's kind of from, you know, as you grow older and you become more mature and you start healing from from your past and from those breakups you had when you were a teenager to how it evolves over time. Mm -hmm. And and she I'm so I'm so inspired by her story and her strength, because what she did after that breakup, I feel like separates herself from a lot of the other breakups that I hear about from, um, you know, women who go through it when they're older in life, but she really started to invest in herself. Mm -hmm. And so what that looked like for her is she would plan trips Mm -hmm. and she would go on them by herself Mm-hmm. She would take trips to Napa and take herself wine tasting. Um, she would go to concerts by herself and and kind of had to ignore the stigma of when you go somewhere alone, mm-hmm. like, you know, and feeling lonely, like there, you know, there's a difference and you kind of have to separate that. And, you know, even to this day, she still makes an effort to do those things Uh, You know, I recently she went to Vegas by herself for her birthday. Oh,
0: my God. And
1: I just think that's so cool and admirable, you know, to be able to to do that and to really
0: look after yourself in that way. Yeah, I love that. I'm excited to hear about this, because I think that when you're younger, like, say, I was almost 21 after the breakup. I didn't cope very well. Oh,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, I did all (laughs) the things you should not do. I yeah, I can. Relate to that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I but, had no emotional coping strategies. Right, right.
0: Exactly. Me either. And all the, and later on in this episode, we'll talk about all the things not to do after a breakup. And like, I'll just say right now, like, I know from experience not to do those things. <laughs> but it sounds like she handled it very well. Yeah, I think so. And I think for
1: anybody listening, you know, to, we'll be able to take something from that if they're going through something right now a little bit later in life.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like maybe the first thing on your list is to spend time alone. Yes,
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a little further down on my
0: list, but it's on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like she learned to spend time alone. Mm-hmm. And people, it's funny, I, st- I, you know, the thing I do every week to prepare for episodes is, like, I post a question or a quiz or, like, a poll on Instagram. And one of the things I did this week was um, what should, I asked our listeners, what should you definitely do after a breakup? And almost everyone said something spend time alone. Other people said, focus on yourself. One person named Lindy Pettyjohn said, eat lots of cookies. And I was like, I freaking love that. (laughs) Um, but the, and also don't move on too quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this, Allison definitely did that. Like she learned to date herself. She Mm -hmm. learned to spend time alone. And I think that it's really hard to do that. For sure. It's so hard to do that. So when we say like spend time alone, what are the things that we can do, um, to spend time alone to make sure like we're benefiting from that time. So something that comes to my mind, like you mentioned is like, she goes to concert by, by herself. Like I've never done that. That's awesome. Like I've gone to movies by myself. I've gone to dinner by myself. Um, but never pushed it to like going to Vegas by myself or like going on a a concert by myself. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And, and I think that this will look different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me, what, and it's kind of evolving as I get older too. I crave time alone and I like to journal or meditate Mm -hmm. or uh, listen to a podcast by myself. Um, just recently I took that, overnight trip to the beach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cause even now, yes, uh, I'm married, but it's still important to, to put myself first. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> not all the time.
0: So, um, you have to though. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And just kind of be okay with being alone and, and you have to find ways to fill your time mm-hmm. in whatever
0: that looks like for you. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And Like dating yourself is something else someone said. Is that on your list? Yes. Yes. Dating yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's also on my list. Yeah, I
1: did. uh, I did write a little something down. Okay. You know, and I did put, um, not only do you have to love yourself first, but you have to like yourself. You have to like who you are. Mm -hmm. And all the things that make you you Mm -hmm. Uh, learn to be alone with yourself be your own fiercest advocate don't go searching for your worth in places you won't find it Mm -hmm. do the work get deep heal breathe breathe in the quiet in the stillness when you choose yourself first you don't wait to be chosen Mm -hmm. this is when your life opens up in magical powerful ways did you come up with that Yeah. Dude,
0: that was just straight up poetic. <laughs> that was beautiful. You didn't cheat. See, this is what Did happens when I like prepare. <laughs> yeah, you write poetry and I have like index cards with like like bullet points. Cool. <laughs> um, that was beautiful though. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so on my list, my you know, the very first step, one, if you're going through a breakup, definitely let yourself feel it. Yeah. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. There's not much you can do about that. It's going to ache. You just got to be okay with the ache, be, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable instead of trying, you know, and this would be like under the don't column, instead of trying to, you know, bring in other things that are going to, that are going to temporarily take away what you're feeling because all you're going to do then is mask it. Right. And you're not going to, and you're not going to deal with it and be able to heal properly.
0: Yeah. And then what happens if you don't sit with it, let it process, let it hurt, um, acknowledge the disappointment, acknowledge a heartbreak. If you don't deal with it and let it sit there, then what you're going to do is try to move on. And it's like, it's still there. Mm -hmm. You still haven't worked through it. Right. And so I think, um, I don't know how men deal with heartbreak, but it seems like men, I could be wrong, but it seems like they're like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. I'm just going to like move on to the next where I think women, it's really so important to just like sit with it. Like you said, and just acknowledge that pain and give yourself a solid three days, Mm -hmm. maybe more if needed, but I would say a solid three days to just say like, okay, I'm going to throw myself a freaking pity party and I'm going to cry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat cookies. I'm going to listen to Adele i'm going mm. to drink a bottle of wine and i'm just gonna fucking be sad just <laughs> listen to that sad music watch those sad movies
1: yeah. the three-day rule you get three days you get three days, <laughs> you, you, get get three days. you get three
0: days You get three days to be sad and like for anyone listening to this my favorite go-to movie to listen to after a heart to watch after a heartbreak is under the tuscan sun have you seen that movie i have not how you've only had one breakup that's why <laughs> I have this like thing I do after breakups. Like I am the queen of like heartbreak. Okay. I mean, I can legitimately say I've never had a successful relationship. Like maybe it was successful for a period of time, but like all of my relationships have ended in heartbreak.
1: But have you learned something along the way?
0: Well, yeah, you learned something. With every relationship. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so then would it be safe to assume that even though your relationship comes in and maybe it doesn't last forever, but you still learn something and maybe it, you know, became better because of it. I might say that was successful. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, no, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, like I have this whole like routine I do after a heartbreak. And so uh, watching Under the Tuscan Sun, you have to watch that. It's amazing. It's so good. And it's about this woman who goes through a divorce and she's like legitimately at rock bottom. And it's basically how she like deals with her pain and she like moves to Italy and it ends up with sunshine and flowers. And Mm. I don't know if really life ends up that way, to be honest with you, but it is nice to like, to watch that movie and just like be able to relate to the level of pain that she's, uh, she's, she's experiencing.
1: Yeah. I'll put it on my list. You have to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so you get three
0: days three to days just be sad mm-hmm.
1: and also during these three days you cannot have contact with the other individual
0: yeah that's on the to-do like not to do yes list. Mm-hmm. yeah during these three days you have to you have to ghost yeah even though he probably ghosted you but like you have to also ghost him <laughs> And you, I'm talking cold Turkey. Like you need to
1: delete your conversation history so Mm -hmm. that you don't go back and reread it.
0: Yeah. And there's no DMing. There's no no texting. Mm -hmm. There's no emails. There's no calling. There's no FaceTiming. Right. Right. And don't stalk him. No, I don't. I mean, I don't, if you have
1: to remove him temporarily, remove them temporarily, mute them, whatever you need to
0: do to, to break that contact for three days. And don't even do temporary, like just do permanently, <laughs> <laughs> like delete the contact <laughs> delete. because delete the contact. once you go, like you're, you're not coming back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make that clear. You're not coming back. <laughs> you had enough chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, And we're talking about if
1: this is an actual breakup, you know, that they are no longer serving you, you need, and you need to let it go.
0: Yeah. And I think that opens up a bigger discussion that maybe we'll do an episode on. Like, can you continue to be friends with Mm -hmm. your ex? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot to say about that. My vote is no, but I don't know. You're very sweet and like forgiving and like optimistic. (laughs) I think there's a lot of
1: variables in that question. Like how long has it been since you guys were together? What type of breakup was it? Was it a mutual Mm -hmm. thing? And I think that would play a role in mm-hmm. in if you could be friends with, some, like with someone after you break up with them. But initially, my first reaction is no, not anytime soon.
0: Yeah. My whole thought is like, if you can be friends with your ex after a breakup, you either A, never love them or B, like somewhat still do or the chance of still loving them is still there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you can be friends, like you probably never love them. Like I'm not friends with not one ex. Right. Not one. Yeah. There's probably a good reason for that. Yeah. I'm not very forgiving. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) I should probably work on that. Um, But yeah, that would be another fun episode to do eventually one day. Like, can you be friends with your ex? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone already knows our answers. (laughs) Okay. You're right. Maybe we just had our episode (laughs) in that that one minute span.
1: (laughs) Uh, What's next on my list is do something to splurge on yourself. Nice. And for me, this looks like dyeing my hair.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Or
1: buying a new lipstick.
0: Yeah. Okay. So some of our listeners said, make sure you uh, change your hair. Mm -hmm. Why? It's so funny that women do that. It's like we either cut off our hair, we change the color. Um, we do something. It's almost like new hair. Who dis? I don't know. (laughs) Like you just want to
1: level up and you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. It's
0: probably a part of like the self care, right? Because after a breakup, you're, you're supposed to amp up your self care and Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, what are we going to do to make myself feel better again? Because this dude just like broke my heart and like took away all my (laughs) self worth. And I feel like nothing now. And I don't feel like I'm good enough. Right. So you're like, okay, um, let me buy a box of hair dye and that'll make me feel better. (laughs) So, yeah. So one of the things to do for me is also like get your hair done. That Mm -hmm. was on my list. One of the things not to do is don't give yourself bangs, though. Like, don't. don't. (laughs) Someone did say that. Alyssa (laughs) said that. And I was like, it's so true. Like, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Not bangs. Don't take it that far. Okay, let's not get crazy. Yeah. (laughs)
1: I I say all the time, hair is just hair. It'll it'll grow back. Not the bangs, so don't don't do the bangs, but the color, you can change it, have fun with it. Yeah. I
0: dig it. Yeah. I cut my hair so short last year that <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's still not growing back. So that was not a good move.
1: <laughs> okay. So what's maybe a uh a decision that you've made to kind of splurge on yourself that you probably shouldn't do outside of cutting bangs that you have done, like a personal experience where you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that again.
0: Um, okay, so uh, this is on my to-do list. It may not be on everyone else's, <laughs> but like one thing that I did was I get tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on the level of heartbreak is how big the piece is. <laughs> So I probably, girl, how would, many tattoos you got? Girl, I have like eight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, so like, that's just something I do. Like, I don't know. Like part of me, like after a breakup is like, all right, I'm going to let go of that version of myself. I'm going to create a new bigger, like better version of myself. Mm-hmm. And this one's going to have a new tattoo. <laughs> so do you ever, when you look at those tattoos
1: now, does it remind you of that person? Or No,
0: it doesn't remind me of the person, okay. but it reminds me of like the time in which I decided to rise. I love that. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, went through the heartbreak when I was really sad and it was really bad and terrible. And now what I'm going to do is like, I'm going to like, like we're supposed to focus on yourself, be the better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it just kind of reminds me of when I was like, all right, I'm, I'm okay now and yeah. I'm going to move on. And so all of my tattoos really represent something positive yeah. to me where I like felt like a badass in the moment. Rise. Yeah. From the ashes. Yeah, cuz that's what it is, right? After mm-hmm. a heartbreak, you really just have to come to a point where you're like, "Okay, I was sad, it was terrible. I I went through all these stages of grief and now like I just need to rise and move on because whether or not you choose to move on, life keeps moving on, right? Life keeps going. Yeah, no matter what. no You got to keep going with it. Yeah, no matter how sad, depressed, heartbroken broken you are or whatever, um, it keeps going. So you just have to get up and keep going too. Mm-hmm. And so all of my tattoos are a representation of that. Yeah. And like, say, for example, if like one of my exes didn't like tattoos, it's also <laughs> like, I like these <laughs> apples. <laughs> hey, you don't like tattoos? I'll get a big one. <laughs> i'm just kidding we but gotta we gotta get matching tattoos that would be cool yeah maybe flamingos with like mics or something nah. Nah.
1: <laughs>
0: you're right i wouldn't want that i either. don't know if i'll get a flamingo but
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you can
0: okay okay um but that's something that's on my to-do list like get a new tattoo do yeah, something a sure. little crazy yeah just don't give yourself bangs no bangs there's no going back from bangs. you <laughs> can't come back from that <laughs> All right, cool. What else
1: is on your your to-do list? Uh, I do have pour into yourself. So okay. do things that spark joy. Okay. And again, this is going to look different for everybody, but maybe spend some more time in nature, mm-hmm. watching the sunset, watching the sunrise, Yeah. Um, splurging on your favorite coffee. Mm-hmm whatever it looks like for you just finding things that are going to spark joy listening to music dancing in the kitchen Mm
0: -hmm. that's one thing on my list is make a playlist Mm. and at first during the first three days of breakup you should Mm -hmm. make a very sad playlist you should just sit there listen to it and cry It should consist of a lot of Adele songs, right? A lot of oh, Mariah Carey so songs, like "We Belong Together," "Don't Forget About Us." Those oh, are my yeah, favorite yeah. ones that I love to cry to. Um, but then after that, you should make a playlist that like m- gives you confidence, and like Beyonce songs should be on there, mm-hmm. like uh, "Resentment" and mm-hmm. "Sorry." Oh yeah, and like all those good ones, like her whole Lemonade album. Because let's be honest, like Beyonce made her Lemonade album after Jay Z cheated on her. And that was like her, kind of like her comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So just listen to that. Yeah. That's a good one. She even has a song called Don't Hurt Yourself, where she literally says, um, you act like you have an average wife, like. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and she's like motherfucker who do you think you are i'm beyonce (laughs) so anyway that you should make a positive playlist that kind of lifts you up and increases your confidence and makes you feel empowered yeah and dance to that shit in the kitchen shit
1: man if that fool is gonna cheat on beyonce there is no hope for the rest of us no
0: (laughs) no none of us are safe i mean none of us are safe that's so true and shakira who cheats on shakira (laughs) Like, what are you doing? She's the finest uh, 45-year-old woman alive, right? Oh, and then J-Lo. I know. Alex Rodriguez. Nobody's safe. Like, what (laughs) the fuck are you doing? Like, who? She's on J-Lo. Yeah, she got him back. idiot. Yeah. She's like Ben Affleck six months later. Big ass brain. Yeah. That's what you get, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Fool. Love me some J-Lo. Oh, that kind of brings up something. Okay. I was going (laughs) to say that brings up something, too. I want to see. I want to hear what you have to say.
1: Like how soon after would you get involved with another
0: person after a breakup? That's exactly what I was going to say. Because J-Lo, I love you, girl, but you move on quick. Yeah. <laughs> you move on fast, but you're J-Lo. Like you do whatever the hell you want. Um, so it's interesting that you said that because after one of the posts, uh, one of the polls I put up was like, how long do, do you wait after mm-hmm. a breakup? And so um, here I have the percentages right here. Okay, so one month. Um, let's see. Okay, less than one month after a breakup, twenty five percent moved on and started dating again. Twenty five percent. One of the people I know her, and she goes to my her children go to my son's school, and I was kind of surprised when she said less than a month. So I was like, "Ooh, I have to, I have to figure, like, check this out." So I asked her, and I said, "Like, okay, tell me about this. Like, what made you move on in less and then a month?" And she said, "It kind of just like aligned." Like she met her now husband, they've been married for 11 years, have a successful marriage, two beautiful children. And she said that he had just got out of a relationship. She did too. They met at a bar one night and knew like very quickly they wanted to be together. And it was less than a month. And it kind of just aligned and it worked out. And so I was like, that's an awesome story. I have another um, friend who said less than one month and she got a divorce. And within a month, she met her now husband they have two kids they have a big ass house in the country living their best lives mm-hmm. so yeah so that was less than a month those are all positive stories and then uh 12% said wait 3 to 6 months 53% said wait 6 to 12 months and then 9% said i'm never dating again and i i kind of feel like i skewed the data on that because like i participated <laughs> <laughs> so i think there's technically only one other person who said i'm never dating again <laughs> You, you voted on your own poll. (laughs) I did. I don't, I don't think you're supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that brings up the question, like how long do you wait? Right. Yeah. I guess it is
1: just different for everybody. And sometimes life just has other things in store. Right. Uh, When I broke up with my long-term relationship after college, I started dating my now husband, not terribly long after. What's terribly long? I'm less than six months, maybe okay. maybe three, okay. somewhere somewhere around that. But, uh, but we were just friends, actually, just talking for a while. Okay. Um, and so again, I just think it's whatever life throws at you. I would say be careful how you seek out mm-hmm. that those types of relationships. Like, you know, are you going out and trying to meet other people because you're trying to mask your pain, right. Then I think you might want to be more careful. Yeah. And that's where like, you know, maybe the three to six month comes in where it's like, don't, you know, maybe don't go actively out seeking
0: and clubbing every night. Yeah. Maybe don't do that. (laughs) Maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe
1: don't do that. But yeah, sometimes life has other plans.
0: Yeah, for sure. And one of our um, listeners, she said, whatever you do after a breakup, don't go back to the person you left to try to avoid the, the pain and try to fill the void of being alone. Because I think oftentimes when you are trying to leave a breakup, it's scary to be alone because you're mm. not used to it. It takes time to learn to be alone, right? Yeah. And so sometimes you're kind of like, depending on your attachment style too, if you have like anxiety issues about like uh, when someone leaves you or abandons you. Um, you're kind of like, oh, this is scary. So like, I'm going to go back to what's safe. Mm-hmm. And you miss them. Yeah. Even if they don't deserve you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even if they did something, things to really, really hurt you. It's like, they're still in some way, like your safe place. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. So she was saying that definitely don't do that because it's very easy to do mm-hmm. that. For sure.
1: Yeah. That aligns a little bit with uh, number seven on my lifts where you, um, if you have any leftover resentment. You need to be able to forgive them. So, you want, it's easy do you? To, <laughs> Let me clarify. Okay, okay, okay. Because
0: okay. I'm like, do you really have to forgive them?
1: <laughs> okay. I feel like, and this might be just my perspective, but if you are holding on to anger mm-hmm. and resentment mm-hmm. or shame or guilt or anything that is related to what happened with that individual, and, or maybe they did you wrong, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I know you might not <laughs> agree with this, but, right. but there, you know, you, you kind of want to, in a sense, you kind of want closure. You have this feeling where you want them to be sorry. You want them to recognize their mistakes. You want them to realize what they did wrong. And you want them to say, I'm really sorry that I did this to you. You don't deserve it, but you're not always going to get that. Right. And so when I say you have to be able to forgive them so that you can give yourself permission to move on. That's where that comes from. <laughs> no, I get
0: that. Like if you're you're dealing with someone who maybe has like narcissistic tendencies, right? And they just like refuse to take accountability and they basically say like you're I did this because you didn't treat me well or I did this because I wasn't happy with you or you didn't give me attention, whatever. Like somehow there's like gaslighting, they turn mm-hmm. everything on you and everything's your fault, right? And so like, you're never going to get an apology because there's no accountability taking that, that happens, that occurs on their part. Right. Yeah. So at some point you just have to accept that you're probably never going to get the apology that you deserve Mm -hmm. and you just have to be okay with that because it's not about you. It's a reflection of that person projecting onto you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to, if you have to forgive anyone, you should forgive yourself. Yeah. If you're, if you're in a relationship where you're like, I, I hung on too long. I allowed you to mistreat me the way you did for far too long. I'm not saying I've had personal experience, but like with the, the kid I broke up with, I say kid because we were kids, right? <laughs> like I, I forgave him. I tried to stay with him after he cheated on me with multiple people, it sounds like, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, you just have to, like, now I look back and I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, why? And and at some point, you just have to forgive yourself for maybe staying too long, For letting people cross too many boundaries, um, for allowing people to disrespect you and be inconsiderate, especially if you've communicated like, hey, this is a boundary, like this is not okay to do in our relationship and I'll forgive you, but don't do it again, right? Right. Like that motherfucker heard you the first time. So like, if he (laughs) does it again, you have to now looking back, I'm like, I should have just walked away, right? Why put myself through that? Yeah, and at that point now, it's on on you. It's on me, right? So, like, if anything, you also just forget his, forgiving him yeah. for, or her. <laughs> forgive yourself yeah. for not treating yourself better. And we've,
1: not- all, we've all been there.
0: Oh, we've yeah. We've all done that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we all. I mean, that's how we learn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, okay. Do you want to hear something on my list? Yeah. Okay, I love this because I didn't really think about this. So, someone on Instagram, Yvonne Johnson, said um, after a breakup, enjoy your freedom.
1: Mm.
0: No, she was the only person who said that she's like, do whatever you want and enjoy your freedom. And I was like, that is so good because you don't really look at breakups very often and think like, now I get to be free. You're just so sad. Yeah. You're just sad. You think about all the negatives. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and this I love because I was like, I, I think freedom is underrated. I think it's underrated. And like, for me, what that brought, what resonated for me about that, it's like not enjoying my freedom in the sense that like, I want to go out and party and I want to go to Vegas and I want to do all these crazy things, but there's freedom in not having to worry about how someone else is treating you. Like the fact that if you're not in a relationship, like there's so many benefits, right? Because you don't have to worry about someone lying to you Mm -hmm. doing shady things behind your back like mistreating you and disrespecting you or like not calling or not texting or like not coming home or like not doing all these things and like all of that takes a lot of your energy and all of that is really hard right this is assuming you you're not in a great relationship but like if you broke up you probably weren't in a great relationship right <laughs> so like everyone can relate to this but like there's a freedom And not having to like worry about those things or like spend your time doing those things, right? Or like if you're in a relationship and you get in a fight and you try to go to work, Well, you can't really focus on work, like because the fight interrupted your grind, right? So like you're not showing up as the best version of yourself. Yeah. So there's a lot of freedom in not having to deal with that shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I love that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's like you're not free to go and act crazy, but you're free to not have to deal with all this like really difficult stuff.
1: Yeah. And not use up all that negative energy.
0: Yeah. I think what's really important to do, and I've learned this, you know, at the age 40, Um, is that take the opportunity to improve your mindset because it's easy. Like people are like, do self-care, which means like exercise, um, get your nails done, get your hair done, all those beautiful things. But also like take it as an opportunity to look at like how to grow as a person. So working on your characteristics, like find something that maybe, you're not satisfied with about yourself, like your personality, like, oh, I wish I was more outgoing, or I wish I knew how to carry on a conversation longer, or, um, you know, it could be educational, like, maybe I'm going to go back to school, or maybe I'm going to go get that certification after all, or maybe I'm going to start a side business and, like, start making candles, like, something to improve, like, your overall being. That is something that I want to hone in to is, like, really focusing on yourself. Don't worry also about, like, the exterior. And like, look, looking to improve your style or like your, your physical um, image, but look within Mm -hmm. and improve your mindset.
1: Yeah, that's interesting, because it kind of goes along with one of the last things on my list. One of uh, my good friends, uh, Sandra responded to this on the on the poll too about what to do. And this is a really hard perspective to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it says that um, remember that this is happening for you mm. and not to you. Yeah, And so what that means is this is part of your journey and it's here to teach you something and to not take it so, so personal that, you know, that it's going to disrupt your life. It's there for a reason, for a purpose, for a lesson on your journey. And and with the mindset thing, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and and through your healing journey and in and, and improving yourself to be, you know, to learn from it and become a better person because of it.
0: Yeah. Cause again, what you don't want to do is not heal or not give yourself enough time to heal from that relationship because you're just going to carry on those negative things. Yeah. Mm. So it's like after my breakout when I was 20. Ever since then, I've had trust issues. Like, so when I started dating, I mean, he didn't have to be my boyfriend. We were just dating. But I was like, "So, are you talking to anybody else? Like, what does that look like? (laughs) Are you seeing anybody else? Like, you know, it's just like. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just have. It's been very difficult for me to ever, like, trust anyone again. And it probably always will be at this point. Here's what else I'd recommend we haven't talked about. I think the number one thing for me post breakup in both occurrences is like really, really focusing on the social relationships that you have that really make you feel good. So like spending a lot of time with your family, spending a lot of time with your friends. Like I feel like at this point, like I just date all my girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. And I think that's so important. It's just like spend time with like women who like your tribe who make you feel good about yourself and who lift you up and man it, to think like if I didn't have all the girlfriends I did like I don't know where I would be right now I wouldn't be doing this podcast I wouldn't be showing up with a smile on my face and it's because of all the women in my life who have my back yeah like you
1: <laughs> I know sometimes I'll text you and you'll message me like you're the you're the best girlfriend boyfriend I've ever
0: had <laughs> you are the best boyfriend I've never had <laughs> No, I love it. I think it's so important to do that. And then also like we, I said, I wouldn't talk about religion, but I do think it's very, very important to like lean into your faith, whatever that looks like, whether it's God or a higher power or just you praying to the universe, whatever, like looking and like just believing that this is all part of the process. He has it all planned out or whomever it is that you, you are praying to that you choose to pray to, um, and just trusting the process because, I think a lot of times when heartbreak happens, you're just like, why did this happen to me? Like, what did I, I know I've said that to you a million times. Like, why, why me? Like, why did this happen? Like, I don't understand. Did I do something wrong? I must've been really messed up in my previous life. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right. Cause there's just like, it's really hard when you're, and so I just tell myself all the time, like, you know, God heard and saw things that you did not see. And so, like, you just have to trust that it all happened for a reason, and um, maybe someday you'll start having to, having to stop learning the lessons, right? Like, the lessons will run out, and you'll just be, you'll be in a place of total peace, but um, we shall see. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was what, or how to support someone in your environment who's going through a breakup. Because I think a lot of times when like, say someone's going through a breakup, you're kind of like, um, people tend to say like, Oh, don't worry. You'll find someone again. They always say that. It's like the first thing they say when you tell them about a breakup, like, don't worry, someone else is out there for you. And what's your response to that? Um, honestly, it kind of irritates me because it's just like, it's like telling me that I'll be happy again when I find somebody. And I think that, for me, it's like, so what are you saying? Like, I have to wait to be happy until I can find someone else, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, that's my only objective in my life. Like, that's the only way I'll be happy and successful is if I have a partner. So my response to that is like, mm, no, like, it's, it's not about finding somebody else. And like, I'm going to be okay by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my response. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't tell someone else that. One thing that I might share or I might, you
1: know, if I knew that somebody was going through a hard time uh-huh. or through a breakup is to honestly give them a listening ear and a platform to say whatever they want to say. Yeah. And feel whatever they want to feel in a way that's not going to m- criticize them. Yeah. Because your feelings are valid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And no matter how big those mm-hmm. feelings are. I just want to make sure that the, you know, the people who are close to me know that you can share those with me. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to, I'm going to be there for you and we can work on healing together. I think is, you know, the biggest thing for me. And you told me, Mm -hmm. you've always told me there is nothing I cannot heal from. And man, that is huge. And it's so empowering and there is nothing you cannot heal from.
0: Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, it is. There's nothing you can't heal from. That's true. Um, The second thing that people tend to say after a breakup is, well, don't worry. It'll be fine. You really need to work on loving yourself. Mm. (laughs) That one I hate. I hate that. Here's why. Because it's like I do fucking love myself. (laughs) I already love myself, which is why I decided – that boundaries have been crossed. Mm-hmm. And I love myself to know, finally, I finally love myself to know uh, enough to know that I deserve better. And I don't have to accept there is this, I don't have to tolerate this kind of treatment. Like I do love myself, which is why I'm moving on and breaking up and leaving. So it's not about me not loving myself.
1: I already do. A hundred percent. And love and the grief can coexist. Like you can love yourself and still be hurting. Yeah. So so you're right for someone to say, yeah, just, you know, love yourself, forget them. It's like, that's not, that's not the issue here. Yeah. That doesn't really make me feel any better because now you're implying that I don't. Yeah. And that's going to make you feel worse.
0: It totally does. <laughs> you're like, well, first of all, I do love myself. So that's not the problem. <laughs> like the problem is he didn't love me enough. <laughs> The problem is this motherfucker, (laughs) he did not see my value. That's the problem. Um, Yeah. So that's something don't say to people like, oh, you need to love yourself or don't worry. You'll find someone else. Like, no, like forget that. What you should do, like you were saying, is like, say, hey, this sucks. I know Mm -hmm. you're in pain. I know this is not how you wanted things to turn out for you. And the only way through this is to go right through it. There is no going around this. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to sit through this pain and one day you'll be on the the other side and just walk right through the fire. To conclude this episode, this was so fun, by the way, um, I asked you to come up with a quote to read to someone who's going through a heartbreak. Okay. All right. You know what? Carrie
1: Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> said it the best when she said the most exciting, challenging, and significant relationship of all is the one you have with yourself. And if you can find someone to love the you, you love. Well, that's just fabulous.
0: Aww, I love that. I mean, Carrie knows it all. She really does. Um, okay. I love that. So that's very positive and sweet. And it's a Laura. <laughs> So, Laura, so, you know, me, sometimes like my gangster comes out and that's kind of how I cope with things. Right. Um, I have to just have like a bit of an edge, like a chip on my shoulder. That's just how I get through things better. Um, So the quote I found is sometimes you just have to say, I'm too pretty for this shit and move on like a bad bitch. (laughs) I
1: love it. I love how different our approaches were.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, no, I'm just going to like, I, I have to be a little angry about it. Just put on some gangster rap and handle yeah, it. Yeah, because you know me, it's like, I can be so sweet. I can be so sweet but I can also be pretty tough and it's just based on how you treat me. Mm-hmm. Like the version of me you get is based on your behavior,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 So like,
0: you know, once you cross some boundaries, the <laughs> like, sweet just goes <Jessica's> gone. <laughs> there is no sweet this bad bitch. I know there, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing worse than the wrath of like a woman. You know, this is coming into my space right now. I sound really angry and I don't want to feel angry and I don't want to encourage women to be angry. I think that one of the things to make sure you don't do is don't try to get revenge. Like don't post things on social media. Don't stalk them. Like don't do any of that negative behavior. Like just move on and do it with grace. No matter how angry you are, no matter how much you want to get back, Mm -hmm. like maybe don't send them Love. (laughs) my my (laughs) I'd rather send them karma but like I'm also not wanting to see anyone hurt like there's nothing there's nothing good about wanting revenge or anything like that so yeah be angry but just handle yourself gracefully that would be like my number one thing Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah good episode that was a great episode (laughs) I loved it so much fun okay y'all I hope you enjoyed this episode this was so real so real we went really off script yeah Yeah. i just (laughs) had a few notes (laughs) all right y'all we'll see you next time hopefully you enjoyed this episode take care